Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, tonight is going to be interesting. Let me just preface it with this. Um, who knows? I may step on the toes of some of our thinking or our culture. I don't know. But this is a fun one because we're in Ephesians 5, verse 21. And we get to talk about the husband and wife relationship. Wow. You say, oh, that's only for married folks. It's for everybody. But if you say, man, I'm not getting married, then great. All right. That's between you and God. Praise God. All right. But if you even have just anything in your heart, you say, I, I'm not married, but I may be married someday. This is this is for you as well. So this is for folks that are married or folks that may be married someday. All right. Let's start with verse 21, Ephesians 5, 21. Look at this in the New Living Translation. And further, the apostle goes on to say, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another. That word submit, oh man, this, this word caused a firestorm in the media several years ago. Of course, lots of odd things cause a firestorm in the media. Um, I don't know, someone called it phony outrage one time, like it's fake, like, oh, this is so upsetting. So the word submit, what does the word submit mean to you? And you don't have to answer. I mean, if, if you want to answer, you can. Yes, ma'am. I think, I think to submit to each other does mean to honor each other. That's a good, that's a good way to go with it. Thank you. you always raise your hand. Thank you. You might be the only one in here that usually raises. I'm always, I'm always taken aback when I see your hand. I'm like, yes, ma'am, you. To honor each other. You submit to each other. How about you give in, to, give in to each other? It's not always your way. Right? Have you noticed some of the biggest arguments we get into in our relationships is because it, the other person isn't doing, doing it our way, maybe. Sometimes they're just being a punk. All right? Sometimes maybe they're not walking in love or we're not walking in love, but, you know, we've got to learn to submit to one another. And that's a challenge sometimes. It is. Regardless of personality, I think most humans, if they're honest, say, I have the way I want to do things. Right? Regardless of personality, you say, man, this is the way I want to do it. I want to do it this way. So once again, the apostle says, and furthermore... Or further, I just like the word furthermore, it sounds so official. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So by honoring, by honoring each other, you're actually honoring God. That's what that says. By honoring and submitting to one another, you're actually, actually honoring God and submitting to Him. That's how I take that. Verse 22, get ready ladies, don't be offended, because we're going to balance this out tonight. Get ready men, don't be offended, because we're going to balance it out tonight. Verse 22, for wives... A wife is someone who is married to a man, all right? Are you all with me? Everybody tuning in tonight? One husband, one wife in a marriage relationship. That's all I have to say about that. I think Forrest Gump said that. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Wow. That, you know what? Let's just, I want to read through this whole text, and then let's go back and and. And talk about it. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his... Wow, this is crazy though, men. I'm telling you right now, and women, 
You notice this. People that don't even go to church, they don't know their Bibles. You get some country dude or some ghetto dude, and they'll say, yeah, but wives got to submit to their husbands. That's the verse they know. It's true. People on the street say, well, tell me something about the Bible. They'll say, thou shalt not kill, and wives need to obey their husbands. They'll tell you something crazy. So, For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church, but here's the deal. He is the Savior of his body, the church. This is a tall order for men. It's a tall order for women, but I'm telling you, it's an even taller order for men because we're being compared to Christ here. we got to act like Jesus as the head of the home. This is talking to men and women here. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, wow, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Man, that's a sticky subject. I know that, man, who, you never know whose hackles you're going to raise by saying stuff like that. Say, what? I remember years ago a woman said, <laughs> and she had an accent, so let's see if I can pull it off. She said, but I'm not going to submit to the devil in my husband. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. We'll deal with that again in a minute. <laughs> I said, okay. All right. So. For husbands, though, come on, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. You can slam on the brakes again right there. The Lord is telling me as a husband to love my wife like Christ loved the church. That's big stuff. He gave up his life for her. And what else? He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Wow. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. This next verse, many times people debate this verse. Look at what this says. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. I believe this verse means a true believer does not hate their own body. There are people out there that they do things to their bodies, all right? As a true believer, if we love what God has given us, we're going to take care of his temple because that's where the Holy Spirit lives, all right? And we are members of his body. Look at this. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. That's powerful. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. And look, look at how the Apostle Paul sums this, these thoughts up. He says, so again I say... Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So, man, we, I guess we could just close the Bible and just pray and go home tonight, right? I mean, it's been said so well by the Apostle Paul, but we're going to get into this tonight. So, let's go back to verse 21, and I'm going to read through again. Further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Verse 22, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, Let's, let's hang out there, right, just for a moment, just in order of appearance. What is the name of the, the actress that was, Can, is it Candace Bure? Is that her last name? She used to be on Full House. 
yeah, Burr, Beret, I, I, I just added it, I made it French. <laughs> For those of you that don't speak French, uh, Burr, <laughs> Candace Burr. Well, she wrote a book, and it had something to do with mar the marriage relationship, and it was crazy how the media gave her just a hard time about using the terms, I submit to my husband. But I thought she did an artful job of saying, I, I enjoy submitting to my husband because I feel loved by him. And she kept saying that. But it, here's the amazing thing. It offended people. You may say, well, why would that offend people? Let's be real tonight. You may need to cover your daughter's ears. I'm just kidding. She's not listening. But there, the only reason there's pornography on the planet is, is because of men, not women at this point. I, and I'm not, I'm not being a jerk. Men are the ones who drive that. The global sex trade, that is driven by men. You say, man, are there women involved? Are there women traffickers? Oh, sure. Sure. But the heart and soul of that, that is men. And what am I, why, did I, why would I even bring that up? I brought it up because men have been hurtful. There have been men who have not been in the picture, dads who have been absent, men who have been abusive, Men who have been harsh on women. So, yeah, you say, well, why does that offend women? Offend women, they got to submit to someone. Well, they don't want to submit to a man who's awful to them. The first thing that a, a woman, a hurt human does is you bring up Scripture and all the hurt starts rising up to the surface, doesn't it? Say, man, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Be why? Past hurts. And I understand. Praise God, we're going to be getting into uh, the, uh, a new series entitled The Inner Workout. This Sunday, we're going to talk about inner healing. It ties in closely to change begins in the mind. We've got to be healed. Why? Because stuff keeps showing up. I remember thinking, man, the whole world is hurt. They're offended that Candace Burr wrote a book about her marriage relationship, and she said that she submits to her husband. Why would that even be a problem, right? This means, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Verse 23 for a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. Now, I do. I believe in equal rights. I do. I believe in equal pay, all of that. You can, you can look that up on your own time. I do. I really believe in all that. I mean, women, I mean, it just seems strange to me that at some point women couldn't vote. That's strange. But they were giving birth to babies and managing households and balancing checkbooks and doing all kinds of stuff, even when they weren't in the workplace as often as they are now. My thing is, I believe, according to Scripture, and you've got to really look into the context of Scripture, but Scripture says that in Christ there is no male or female, no Jew or Greek, right? There's no Jew or Gentile, and there's no free or slave. We're all one in Christ is what Scripture says. So that tells me a lot. That tells me that really the only difference between me and a woman is, yeah, you say, well, what about gender roles? Okay, well, I'm called to be the head of my home. But I'm telling you, my wife, even though we don't have kids, my wife manages our home. She does. There's so many things she manages. It's amazing. There's so, women are multitaskers. Have y'all ever noticed? <laughs> you ladies are like, uh-huh, welcome to my world. Women can do so many things at once. It's amazing. We as men, we have our role. Our role is to protect and care for our wife and to be protectors of women in general, I believe, and defenders. Okay? Now, the big difference between me and most women is I can do more push-ups than them. 
all right? I'm sure there's some women now that can outrun me, though. But at one point, I was able to outrun most women. But those days are probably, there's some fast-running women. There's some athletes that can do some amazing stuff. But as a whole, men are physically stronger than women. Okay, great. There's thing, that means there's certain things we've got to do to protect our wives, protect women. But look at the, the power of this verse. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. That word Savior to me means protector. If you save someone, that means you've saved them from harm and you're going to protect them. That, that role, it's for Jesus as the head of the church, but it's also for husbands. I believe if men will really get in touch with God's calling on their lives, it means they will be protectors always of the innocent. And you study scripture, it says we've got to take care of the orphan and the widow. I believe that's our job as the body of Christ, but I believe, I believe men should take the lead in that area. Okay, That's true Christianity, taking care of the orphan and the widow. But going back to this, the husband is the head of who? All women. No, the head of his wife. Why? If something has two heads, it's a freak, isn't it? Are you all with me? It can't function properly. I'm not talking bad about anyone or anything. Or You say, oh, man, are you, are you talking bad about Siamese twins? No. For example, Siamese twins are twins at birth. They're connected, right? And they're deeply connected, even at the soul realm. But most of the time, when they're able to, their families and they themselves do everything possible to separate so they can each have their own head and their own body and their own world and their own decisions, right? So in the same way, I, I took this on when I got married. I said, man, I, the final decision is mine when it comes down to it. And don't get me wrong, we submit to each other in lots of things. My wife honors me and respects me. There's many times she just says, we'll do whatever you want. What, what do you want? And I'm like, what do you think? I have no idea. Let's pray about it. I don't know. The final decision is mine. That means greater responsibility is mine. There's times where I, I'll be honest with you, where I want to put it off and say, man, I don't want to decide that. I really don't want to deal with that. But we've got to submit to each other, love each other. And as the head of the home, if I'm really a true Christian adult, I'm going to make sure that my decisions are not just for me. They're to protect my wife and someday my children. And those men in here that have kids, they understand that. It's the wife and the kiddos. You've got to protect your unit there, right? You've got to protect the home. That's powerful. A husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. Verse 24, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. You, you know what? And if that word ever offends you, how about just be deeply accountable? But even me as a husband, I'm accountable to my wife. I'm always surprised. I'm surprised and Jen's surprised if we forget to tell each other something. Something will come up and she'll go, you didn't tell me that. And I go, honestly, I forgot. Because I usually confide. Everything I'm able to confide in her, if it's not a secret or if it's not something from someone that someone said, hey, this is between us, please don't share this with anyone. If they tell me that, then I don't share it with my wife. But there are life happening and communication and stuff. I share everything with my wife. She shares just about everything with me. So it shouldn't be difficult to say we are accountable to each other. Are you all with me? I answer to my wife for the finances. She answers to me for the finances. I knew years ago a husband and wife, they were having lots of problems. And it was a strange thing. I, th I think there were just some problems there. 
on both sides. But one of the problems was this girl, and the husband used to brag to me. He's like, I didn't even search for my wife. She tracked me down. She chased me down. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. You're the man, I guess. But at the same time, it was like she was struggling with respect for him in different areas. And he used to tell me, yeah, I get paid. And the day I get paid, that night, our account is already in the overdraft. Is everybody in here with me right now? Some of you are mortified. I can see the look on your face. You're like, what? Who would be dumb enough to do that? There were hurts there. There were problems. There were other issues. Who knows? But they weren't even in agreement on the finances. And I'm going to tell you right now, the three, the three things that come up in marriage all the time are communication, sex, and money. All the time. They say, well, it's not just this. It's not just that. No. But it all comes down to walking in love with each other. It really is. And humbling yourselves with each other. It's not always my way. There's things sometimes we do stuff, and I'm like, and it's not one of these make or break things, but I'm just going, well, I, I'm not crazy about that, but hey, if, if that's what you want to do, I'm cool with it. Let's go. I mean, and she tells me the same thing. She's like, there's times my wife tells me I don't know, or or this is my preference, or I'm just going to lean on you for this, or whatever. Or she'll tell me sometimes, I'm not crazy about that, but it's up to you. And I decide. The final decision is mine. But it's always communication in love. Do you guys remember Scripture says, speak the truth in love? Sometimes speaking the truth in love is a challenge, isn't it? Forget Marriage is a big deal, but man, just at work. I've seen people, too. They're like, dude, you get on my nerves, you know? Hey, let's walk in love, man. you got to be able to communicate, but do that in love, all right? Do that in love. This is powerful right here. So submitting to your husbands and everything. Wow, just being accountable in everything, not just doing stuff on your own. I've heard horror stories, folks, from both sides, men and women, things they do to each other. I, I'm like, wow, wow. I've, I've actually heard my dad say to people, why did you get married? And that's, no, don't get me wrong. That's not an encouragement to live in sin and not be married. He, he's just asking, wait, every, you, hate, you hate everything the other person does. Well, why? Maybe you should have stayed single. And I know what Scripture says. It said get married so you're not in sin and stuff. But sometimes you just wonder. Say, man, come on, you're so harsh with each other, especially as believers. All right? We've got to be kind and walk in love with each other. Be accountable. Let's see the next verse there. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Man, there's been times I've been angry or irritable or just having a tough time myself. And I, man, I love, anyone who knows me and Jen knows we are in love. We are work at it. We are in not just a partnership. We are in a love relationship we love each other and we are in love but there's times you irritate each other that's normal and you guys have noticed this right a man and woman in a relationship it's always fascinating i guess you could even say this about relationships in general the thing that drew you to them sometimes ends up irritating the fire out of you even with your friends you're like man they're so cool they're my opposite and sometimes you're like what are you thinking why would you do it that way what? You're, you're, you're opposites. All right? But for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Let's hesitate there for a moment. 
Men, I need you to remember this. Women, you need to understand this. A husband's love for his wife causes the wife to respond in kind. If, we're, if the husband and wife relationship is like Christ loved the church, Scripture says that he loved us first, and we respond with our love for him. So in a marriage relationship, the husband really needs to walk in love with his wife, and this is brought up several times in this text, and she will respond to him with love and respect. I remember I was just, I still think I'm an upstart in many ways. I have so much to learn. But I remember I was in my 20s. I was doing mission work in Austria in the center of Europe. And here I was in my 20s, and I was the young missionary man of God. And a married couple asked me to counsel them. (laughs) And they knew I wasn't married, but they knew I knew the word. So I said, Lord, you better help your bald-headed servant. Was I bald at that time? Yep, I think so. It was around that time anyway. I was balding anyway, even if I hadn't, hadn't shaved it. I just, I remember I sat down with them. I can still remember the looks on their faces, and they started complaining to me because I was the nearest man of God to them at that point. I'd been preaching the word and teaching in different villages and stuff in Austria. Not Australia, Austria. There's no kangaroos in Austria, in Europe. I just want to clarify. Because I got back after one of those trips, and a lady at church said, you see any kangaroos? Anyway. So they came, it happens, man. You'd be amazed. But they came to talk to me, and I was sitting in their kitchen. Beautiful, beautiful countryside, just a great house. Sweet people, beautiful kids. But this guy, all he could see was, she doesn't do everything I say, basically. She's not respecting me. And God's grace was on me that night because I didn't have a lot for him beside the word. And I came to this text here. And I started to explain to them, and she's going, but he doesn't, he doesn't this, and she, you know, it's just back and forth. And I began to read the word to him, and I said, look, and the guy spoke German, so there was actually a translator there. Can you believe that? I'm not fluent in German. I can speak some. I read some and write some, but I'm not fluent. So I was speaking in English, and there was a translator there, and it was me and this married couple. And finally, it was God's grace. I said, look, How can she respect you if she doesn't feel loved by you? That wasn't a deep statement. He was just repeating God's word, really. And something hit that guy, and he looked at me. And I'll never forget, he was a fluent German speaker. He didn't speak English, but he said, wow. And I looked at him, and I I was was like, wait, did we just make headway here? I was like, Lord, that was an accident. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. We'll talk about this later. I'll praise you later. But I was, he said, wow. And then we, I said some more, and I said, look, how on earth is she going to honor your decisions, your requests, if she does not feel loved by you? And the whole conversation turned, and he looked at her, and he's, this was crazy. The dude, I thought the dude's heart was, heart was hard. I didn't, I didn't know him real well, but he turned to his wife, and he said, in German, I'm not going to repeat the phrase because it'll just sound weird to you. But he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I haven't treated you with love. And of course, you don't, you don't feel like you need to honor me because you're not getting any love, honor, and respect from me. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. That's a tall order. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's Word. My dad and I were talking about this recently, and we were talking about 
just how many times, many times, and I don't think I'm talking about any men in here. And most likely I'm not talking about any men listening on the live stream tonight. But many times, my dad said this, and he can say this because he did well. He and mom were married 43 years. He did well. And he came from a, a tough background. He was a Vietnam veteran. He came back from war. And they did well. They worked it out. They loved each other. But my dad said this with such authority and such a fire in his eyes. He said, you know what I've noticed over the years? I said, what? And I'm going to tell you right now, we're alone, and he starts speaking, I listen. He's, he's 72 now, and he has a lot, a lot of experience. He said, you know what I've noticed is the men that are hard workers, and he's not talking about all men, but he said there are many men who are our hard workers, and that's all they got is work. He said, that's it. He said, they fail at home with the family, and they fail at church. All they have is work. And the Mexicanos that speak Spanish, they understand this word, jale. They said, y el jale, y el jale. And that's all they have is el jale. That's a slang way of saying, it's like a Mexicanismo. It's a Mexicanism for work. El jale, just, just work. It's work. But then the mom takes care of the kids, does everything. She's raising them without his help. And then he doesn't lead spiritually. And I'm going to tell you right now, as, as believing men, this is for everybody in this house and anyone checking this out. This is scriptural. As believing men, men who love God and want to honor God and serve him, if we're not the spiritual head of the home, we are not the head of the home. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's why. Because the wife is frustrated waiting for the man to just seek God. Even if it's the simplest way, man, the simplest prayer time and word time. Just He doesn't have to give prophetic words all the time and come out with some deep stuff. The wife just wants the husband to lead the way to church lead in the word and prayer just basic stuff i've seen it you say well no i'm the head in other ways well it's it's debatable but i do know this in this particular service and in this church i believe men are, are being raised up as men of god i believe that but for so long you could say, oh, that's in that certain culture or just this culture. No, in most cultures in America, churches were just full of women. Think about that. The men weren't taking them. Does anybody remember that terrible show? What was it? What was it? Remember Terrible Archie Bunker? What was the name of that show? Do you remember? All in the family. And he had a crazy accent. Do you actually remember that? You don't? Okay. I knew there was one in here. We... We go back a little way there. I remember it. He was terrible. And the, the main character was terrible. He was, he was racist. He was everything. He was awful, but he was, oh, he was just crazy. But I remember one episode he told his wife. His wife got upset and said, I'm not going to church. He's like, what do you mean you're not going to church? He's like, I'm not going. He goes, look, listen to me. <laughs> this guy was a big jerk. He said, somebody has to go to church and represent us. What's wrong with you? Like he finally stood up spiritually to send her to church. I'll never forget, forget that. Archie Bunker, terrible. He told, his, he told his wife, no, no, you can't stop going to church. Who's going to pray for us? Who's going who's gonna to go represent us at church? And it's so true. So many times the, the men will not go to church. I see it all the time. It's like, no, you go, baby. I'll be here. And then 
They'll do this. Oh, man. I've seen men over the years do this. They don't go to church. They don't go to church. But it's finally time to have family time, and they'll start missing Sundays to have family time and take their families out of town over and over again. Not that people shouldn't take time off and get out together, but it just seems suspect. It just seems suspect to me. Our job as men is to love our wives like Christ loved the church. Wow. What's the, we got to love our wives as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Verse 26, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Here's what a lot of men don't realize. A lot of men don't realize that their wives are a reflection of them. Any comments or questions? That's, that's, a tough, that's a tough thing. There's been times I was so frustrated, been going through stuff. I needed to, I, you know, I needed to blame somebody. I say, is it, is it Jen? No, it ain't Jen. Is it? No, mm-mm, it's me. Me, I got to deal with me. Now, don't get me wrong, though. I've seen wives that had great husbands, and they completely disrespected and dishonored their husbands. And that is wrong. In front of people, too, all the time. Men and women, in front of people. I never understood that. Sticking it to each other hanging out with their friends, just, and I'm going, man, if it's like that here, how is it at the house? They got to walk in love with each other. I can't, I'm not concerned about the world right now. They need Jesus. We're going to pray for them. We're going to speak the word to them. But I'm speaking about believers. This epistle from the Apostle Paul is written to believers. Are y'all with me? Some crazy truth in here, but it's written to the church. To make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's Word. You say, how can I do that as a man at home? Talk about the Word. Lead the way to church. Lead Bible studies at that. I say, man, I don't know how to study the Bible. Read the Bible together and pray. It's that simple. You could read a few verses together as a man and a wife and the kiddos and pray together. That's called a family altar. Used to be a saying, I think it was back in the 50s and the 60s, they said, the family that prays together stays together. So true. I still have those memories of a Friday night. It was family night, but there were times God's Spirit would fall on mom and dad and say, come on, we just need to pray. I was a kid going, wait, don't, didn't we rent Rocky Four? You know, and I, I was pretty outspoken. I was like, what, what about and dad's like, don't worry about that. We'll get back to that. And we'll go eat popcorn and go watch Rocky or whatever. But let, let's, we feel like we need to pray. And I remember my grandpa and grandma showing up, and I know that was unique and rare, but I remember praying together as a family. My little sister, my little brother, mom and dad crying out to God together. Did I always want to do that? No. But wow, what an example. The family that prays together stays together. Let's go on to the next verse. It's talking about Jesus now and his love for us, the church. We are the church. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church. Say church? You mean Kingsgate Church? The body of Christ. We call this the church, but it means the body of Christ at large and in general, as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Have you ever noticed how amazing people are when you actually walk in love with them? You see the best in them, don't you? I'm going to tell on myself right now. Have you ever been just tired and irritable and you were just ready to just whip everybody? You've just gotten to the point you're just, they're irritating me. That's irritating. Oh, that's irritating. That's irritating. That's irritating. You're tired. 
you got to rest or whatever and find balance. But when you walk in love with people, it's amazing all the good you see in them. Scripture says when you walk in love, you don't keep a record of wrong. When you walk in love, one translation says love believes all things, hopes all things. So you just believe the best. And that, that's hard to do, huh? Sometimes we get jaded and hurt, huh? That's hard to do sometimes. You're like, nope, they're going to fail me. <laughs> Some people are that way. And they'll talk negative like that. They say, nope, they ain't going to be able to come through. Nope, you know. And I've got to watch it too. I've got to watch it, make sure I'm walking in love with my wife and with others. Look at this. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. And it was all by his love and forgiveness. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Wow, what does the next verse say? In the same way, oh man, Pastor Matt, are you making this up? No, this is scripture. It goes back to this. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Why? Because they are now one. Scripture says a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. I realize there's extenuating circumstances. I realize that where a married couple has to move in with their parents or whatever, and that's understandable. But can you imagine if, if I would be upset with my, if I had been upset with my wife at any point or she was upset with me and I just said, you know what, I'm going to go stay with my parents. That would have been weird, huh? Uh-uh, that'd be weird. It's, it's humorous, but people do stuff like that. They live next to mom and dad. And, they, and I've seen guys, men, that listen to their mom over their wife. I'm like, what? Maybe your mom can cook good, son, but you're married to this woman now. It's time to, to get out from under that. I've seen people do that, and they're just so attached to their family. They don't, and that's okay. You've got to love your family. But what's that, what's that old marriage vow, marriage vow? It says forsaking all else. When you come to get married to your husband or to your wife, forsaking all else. Wow. Look at this once again. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Remember I told you about Joyce Meyer? She said that as God was healing her over the years, she'd be so mad at Dave. Dave's famous now. She'd be so mad at Dave that they'd go to lay in bed together at night and she would lay on the seam on the very edge of the bed, just almost falling off, but just as far away from him as she could. Hey, but at least they got in the same bed together, right? They were figuring it out. Remember, don't let the sun set on your wrath, on your anger. Work it out as a husband and wife, but don't let your, the sun set on your anger with anyone, all right? Let's go on to the next verse. No one hates his own body, or as a believer, you should not, all right? No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. And he's also speaking from the level of this. If you hated your body so much, why do you keep putting food in it? Right? You're hungry, you eat. You're thirsty, you drink something, huh? You say, I need to drink more water. Yeah, but you were thirsty and you had a Gatorade or a Sprite, whatever. Never understood that. Obey your thirst. I'm like, Sprite burns, but it's good. I'm like, how do you, how do you quench your thirst with that? But, you know, you do your best. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. Wow. So did you see that? When a man marries a woman, she becomes part of his body, just as we're part of the body of Christ. And it says here, and we are members of his body, talking about the church of Jesus Christ. 
As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. We've already said that. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. Wow. So again I say, (laughs) so again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect, honor, and submit to her husband. They just use the word respect right there. Say, man, how could I ever respect and honor him? Well, if he walks in love with you, young lady, if he walks in love with you, you're going to be able to honor and respect him. And Candace Burr said that, I remember years ago when she went on tour with her book, she said, it's easy for me to let the final decision be my husband's. I know he loves me, and I know, she said, I know he has my best interests in mind. So that's powerful. There's a lot of trust there. Are there any questions tonight? There are people that are going to be finding a way to burn this live stream, probably. But you cannot. For behold, it is in the cloud, my brethren. You can't get it. So, no questions or comments tonight? None? Whatever the cloud is, right? You ever wonder? Say, what's the cloud? It's on servers somewhere. You can't find it. Let's pray tonight. Go ahead and stand up to your feet, if you would, please. It's on computer servers. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Just talk to God for a little bit. If there's anybody tuning into this live stream tonight or you're going to check out the audio later or the video later or anyone in this house who says, you know what, I, I just need to tell God I'm sorry. Now's the time. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk to him. Perfect time and perfect place. This is not a hostile environment. This is friendly. This is safe. You're home. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Go ahead and tell Him you're sorry. If you've done anything that you believe has grieved or upset His Spirit or offended Him, go ahead and tell Him you're sorry. Any attitudes? Come on, search your heart. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's between you and God. You don't have to tell me. It's my job as a pastor to guide you in the right way, but you can tell the Lord, I'm sorry for that attitude. I'm sorry for that anger I had. I'm sorry for that impatience I had. Lord, I'm sorry this certain attitude or this motive. I did this because of that. I'm sorry. It wasn't right, Lord. Whatever it is, whatever kind of sin it might be, even as a believer, tell the Lord you're sorry. Confess it to Him right now and you'll be forgiven. That's what Scripture says. Don't let it linger. Don't don't leave unconfessed sin in your heart. I'll give you a moment and then we'll pray together. Go ahead. Tell the Lord you're sorry. Remember 1 John 1, 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. We're sorry, Lord, if we've done anything that has offended you, upset you, or grieved you. Holy Spirit, we're sorry. Please forgive us. Cleanse us by the blood of Jesus. We want to be right with you always. Now I'm going to pray for your relationships. You say, man, I'm not married, but I want to be. You say, I'm not married and I don't plan on it. Or you say, I am married. Either way, you have relationships in your life. Even if it's not a marriage relationship. There's relationships with kids, with friends, with people at church, people at work, people in the family, the extended family. You've got relationships. 
Here's a word of advice from God's word. Once again, I mentioned this earlier tonight. Speak the truth in love. Number one. Number two, there's times where you just don't have, don't say anything about it. You've already said enough, maybe. I don't know who that's for tonight. You've already said enough. Give it to God. Give them to God and give the situation to God. You don't want to upset them anymore. And number three, make sure that you're not walking in strife and contention. Always, Scripture says, pursue peace with everyone. Always let peace be your end goal. Whether you're both believers, whether you're not, whether they don't agree with you, you don't agree with them in your relationships, pursue peace. And now just agree with me. I'm going to ask that God give us wisdom in marriage relationships, in friendships, in families right now. In Jesus' name, Father, give us wisdom. You said in your word, you said it. You're not a man that you should lie. You said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Lord, we honor, respect, reverence, and fear you. We submit to you, Lord God, to the best of our ability. Now, Lord, speak to us and give us wisdom, like the book of James says. It says, if any of us lack wisdom, we will ask of you, and you will not hold it back, Lord. We need wisdom in our relationships. Give us wisdom on how to walk in love. Show us how to always Walk in forgiveness, Lord. And at the same time, Lord, show us how to not put ourselves in the same position over and over again if it's been a trying time in a certain area, in a certain relationship. Help us to love and forgive and help us to have boundaries. Just like you do, Lord. Your word is full of boundaries. And Lord... I'm so grateful for my marriage. I am. I feel like you gave me a wife that is just a, a brilliant communicator and she's a lovely person. And we flow well together. And I, Lord, I honor you for that. I'm so grateful. But Lord, I know at times we all have relationships in our lives that are not that easy. Well, we just can't get in sync with someone. We can't get on the same page. Lord, help us to find unity and to pursue peace with folks, whether it's in marriage or whether it's in some other relationship. Father, give us wisdom in relationships. Tonight we talked about marriage, but Lord God, give us wisdom to walk in love. Help us to be patient and kind and show the fruits of the Spirit in our lives, God. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for your people here tonight and those tuning in. We worship you and we thank you. We call it done because we've asked in the name of Jesus and we know we've prayed according to your will. In Jesus' name.